Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. In this podcast today, Lisa and I are wanting to have a conversation uh, with one another and, and with you around a particular uh, experience, a particular topic that I think most of most couples could relate to, uh, if not all. Uh, and it, it, it tends to be a, an interaction, uh, a relational dynamic that occurs for many of us uh, when we are away and when we return. And what we want to highlight and focus on is how do we navigate the return well uh, when one of us uh, goes away for a period of time? Uh, it could be uh, a day, it could be a night, it could be a, two or three days or even longer. And when there is a return, uh, sometimes, if not always, uh, there can be uh, a level of maybe tension, uh, even some conflict. Uh, around uh, expectations. And I think what, and we alluded to this a few podcasts ago, we said, hey, this would be a good topic to come back to and to return to. And so we would, we thought we would do that today, is how might we imagine and envision uh, a particular way of being with one another uh, when one of us returns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be something that has been an ongoing <laughs> difficulty for us. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it seems surprising every time, you know, it happens, we get, we get back and maybe we have an interaction that doesn't go well. And then we, and then we both think, oh my gosh, of course, you know, we've been apart for a couple of days or something like that. And, and of course we aren't attuned to one another. I really Mm -hmm. think it's about attunement and you know, you've been having your experience, I've been having my experience, and then we come back together and we're on totally different places. Right. Maybe not always totally different, but it's amazing when you aren't together for a couple of days, how you just have different agendas, different expectations, mm-hmm. and it just it's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. And so we've been really making an effort and... and <laughs> making an effort, but it doesn't always go well. <laughs> trying to be intentional. Right. And it still doesn't always go well, but right. at least we've got this intention and we know, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to do something different here Yeah, and it can be helpful and, and maybe it doesn't go in those moments, but Mm -hmm. we're able to, I think we're able to recover quick, a little bit more quickly. Yeah. I I don't think we were as aware of this dynamic uh, earlier on in our marriage, maybe even up till probably four or five years ago. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. It's that we we just didn't have language uh, and, or we didn't have awareness and I think for many couples, that that is part of the tension is at times uh, most of us aren't really even aware that there's something potentially occurring or will happen in the return. And and we see it, I, I think for many of us, we could relate to this. Maybe one of us works away from the home and one of us stays home and either works or is maybe doing some other uh partaking of responsibilities within the home. Maybe that's child raising. Maybe that's other, other forms of work within the home. And once, so one goes away and one returns and even that can create a level of tension. I was meeting with a couple last week where they were they were having a conversation around some of the conflict that occurs when one of them returns home. 
and how there is this expectation uh, for, especially for the one that is at home. And then uh, there's expectation for the one that returns that sometimes in the return, there's a, a need for space or a need for, for quietness or a need just to, to breathe for a bit. And the one that's at home has this energy and a level of uh, desire for engagement. Uh, and so sometimes that, again, there's, there's different desires. There's different, even, d- even different needs. And this was especially true for us this last weekend. Uh, I had the privilege of going away to fish uh, with my dear friend Dan for a couple of days, and it was just lovely. Uh, so good. So good to be away and play. Uh, and I think the weekend before you were gone, uh, but it was a little bit more difficult for you. You were with your parents uh, dealing with some family issues that you needed to tend to, and you came home, and you were, what, what would you say, exhausted? Uh, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. I think we've had a little extra practice lately because I've had to go down right. several times um, helping mm-hmm. uh, prepare my dad to move in a memory care facility. And so just a lot of emotions that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a sense of loss. And so you, I, I think why we share that is because you were returning with a different experience than I was returning home with a different experience. And, uh, I think just, just the awareness that, that we would invite one another to this question of, I wonder what she needs, or I wonder what he needs. Uh, because sometimes the one that leaves maybe is either there, it's a form of play and, or a form of work, uh, or, or a form of, um, responsibility, which I think is what yours was. And, mm-hmm tending well to your family, particularly your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And, and I think even if the one that's going away has gone to play, you know, and enjoy some sort of recreation or visit a friend, because I know we've experienced this before when maybe I've come home from something like that and I'm tired. From a form of play? Like fo- a form of play. Yeah. It's one yeah. thing if, yeah, you're going to work or you're going to do something that's difficult. But even if when you, when you, return from something that was quote unquote fun. Right. The one that's home is expecting, Oh, you've had your fun. So here you can take over my responsibilities. And I think when I've come home and been tired or kind of exhausted, it doesn't go well because it's like, wait a minute, you just went and had fun. You should be ready to take over my work here. Cause I've had to work or, you know, whatever it is. So there's all these expectations and yeah. layers and layers of um, both expectations. And then they just sort of hit somewhere when the door opens at some point mm-hmm. and then things don't go well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think for many couples, and this has been true for us, uh, w- which is part of what you just named is that when, when I, or one of us goes away to play or some form of leisure or whatever it might be, I do think the one that doesn't get to go uh, over a period of time, whether that's 10 minutes or two days, there can be a, uh, a buildup of, and this is a strong word, resentment, but it's not uncommon for that to occur. Mm-hmm. It's that how come you get to and I don't? Uh, I'm and and for the most part, I think for many couples, they do well with that too. There's well, there's a way of you blessing. don't even know you're doing yeah, that. Well, really, the, I mean, there's a way of, of honoring and blessing. Like, yes, go play, and so grateful and glad that you you have the the freedom and privilege to go play and to be away and to enjoy time apart. But I think sometimes what is unnamed is what builds within the one that stays. And sometimes that is part of what creates some conflict and some tension in the return. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's either unnamed or there's a there's a lack of awareness around it. Uh, and or I think I know for me, for when you have gone away to play, sometimes that's been hard for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I have not received you well uh, when you have returned because I think there's this undercurrent of she would rather be with uh, than than be with me. She would rather be with the other uh, than, than to be home with me. And I think for many years, that was a dynamic that we really struggled with. Uh, it would, because I, I don't think I was, I just wasn't aware that that was what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was a little, I, I could say I was a little bit bothered. Not that I'm bothered that you get to go. I, I, of course, there's a, an initial honoring and a blessing of that, but I think there was some level of um, maybe resentment over time that you get to go play, but you, you would want to be, you enjoy playing with them, her, your group, then you might be with me. Mm-hmm. And that can be that whole extrovert, introvert, you know, like I need to go and, you know, have my activities and come back and be, you know, satisfied. You need to be with your tribe. Right. Or just be right. doing something. Right. Whereas maybe you're a little bit more content just heading to the yard and being home, like that gives life to you. And so there's been that play in the conflict as well when there's this return and, um, and just again, different needs. Right. And so it's kind of the, the crashing of different needs when they come together. Mm-hmm. So you were gone this weekend. And, what was that like for you? Um, well, I was completely preoccupied with... Right, with what was happening at Getting home. our daughter ready to go to the prom, and, you know, it was a crazy weekend. So I think the... I mean, I think the thing that we missed was just timing. And sometimes that happens, too. Like, what time are you getting home? What's going to be happening when we get home? And um, I think what's been helpful for us and we've done this over the last couple of years is some conversation prior to coming home. And I think in that conversation, I think our hope is to create a little bit of attunement, you know, like, Hey, how are you feeling? Hey, what are you hoping for when you get home? Like at least lay a little bit of the groundwork where, you know, Hey, I just need to tell you I've had a really hard weekend and I just want to communicate that or, here's what I'm expecting when I get home. I'm just going to probably need some downtime or I'm really hoping dinner's going to be ready or, you know, whatever it is, I think it's helpful. That's one just kind of a practical thing that I think we've tried to do is to have a conversation sometime before. Before the return. Yeah. To just sort of lay out as much as we can name, you know, sometimes we don't know all the things that are going on. Um, I know last week, Last weekend, when I was the one that was gone, and it was a difficult weekend, um, I actually called and I and I talked to you about um, really needing presence. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, I said, I need you when I get home to be really, really present to me because I felt um, like there was just a lack of presence. My my mom's caring for my dad. My dad needed a lot of help. There was just a lot of expectation for what I needed to do, and I felt I felt really lonely. I felt really you know, a lot of feelings were going on and I just felt like I needed some presence. And so um, I felt really intentional about calling you and saying, hey, when I get home, here's what I'm going to really need. Because I knew I just felt. That's newer for you though. Yeah, it's newer for me. 
What do you think helped or gave you the courage to name what you need or put words to what you might need ahead of time? I don't know. I think this this practice that we've been doing because, mm. yeah, in the past I, w- I would not have known how to communicate that. And I still don't feel like I communicated it well. I don't know. You could tell me, I but yeah. I, I just realized what I needed. And I think it triggered some of my growing up story and feeling like I didn't have presence. And so just a lot of things got triggered in that time. So I think it's really helpful to be aware of what our triggers are, what our story is, what things we're more susceptible to feeling, and then maybe what we might need from the other. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I was able to communicate that, like, I'm coming home kind of needy here, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a mess. So Mm -hmm. um, here's what I really, I just really need you to be present and and so you're able to respond to that. And I think that was one of our better returns, especially from, you know, something difficult. I think what you put words to is that there's there was uh, a sense of uh, the need being clearly communicated. And I don't I don't think that's always true for us or is true for many of us. We we often don't know what we need in the return. But I think the invitation to be intentional with some 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 communication. Uh, whether or not we're aware of it, so be it. But I, I think that is so essential uh, in in navigating the return well, mm-hmm. is, is if and when we're aware of what we need or what we're hoping for or what we're expecting, uh, that we might put a few words to to that. I think sometimes in the return, there can be a playful part too. You know, sometimes that's been um, some of the beautiful parts of our sexual intimacy as well is in the return and i think for for many couples there is there's that hope as well mm-hmm. it's that in the in the return it's a i think a celebration like i choose you i want to be with you uh i missed you and i think that's part of what the sexual intimacy piece can communicate and reveal mm-hmm. uh, and so even that you know putting playful words or intentional words maybe if uh, around that, how we might make bids for connection while we're away or in the midst of returning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's especially helpful if we are making that bid and the other is not kind of in a place to receive it. So mm-hmm. at least they can say, hey, you know what, I'm just really exhausted. I I had a hard weekend. I really am excited to see you, but, you know, and fill <laughs> in <what>? the blank. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, I think that's been a charge, you know, for years that happened between us as well. I think one of us was like really excited to see the other and hoping for some intimacy and then, and then met with what, what's wrong? You're, you had a hard weekend. What, you know, we didn't communicate. And so, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't, this didn't go well. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like hitting a dead end. Um, Well, I think it didn't go well because we weren't clear or intentional Oh yeah, putting words to right. what we, we were just assumed. For. Oh, I'm sure they're going to feel the yeah. same as me, and so we're going to come together and we're going to have this wonderful night. And mm-hmm. it just, it just didn't, it didn't go that way. And mm-hmm. and so it would have been helpful to have some sort of conversation, like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm hoping for," so that the other can say, "Well, you know, yeah, that works for me," or "No, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not in that space right now." Right. And just being able to communicate, at least to some degree. I mean, it could be through a text. It can be in different ways, but just some kind of communication, which I think, again, creates a little bit of attunement to like, how, how are you? How was your weekend? How, how do you want to reconnect when we get home? Mm -hmm. Or are you busy and I've got work to do and I'm I'm not going to be that available or, you know, whatever it is. And I, I also would say in the midst of that, that 
part of how we return well is how connected are we during the time apart. And I think each couple, each of us have maybe a particular rhythm in how we navigate being apart, whether that's for a day or beyond. I think the invitation in this moment is, is what's your rhythm? What, what, is, what is a form or a way of being with one another even when you're not with one another? And, and this is where I think we, we um, underestimate the, uh, the connective tissue that being remembered is, meaning that when one of us is away from the other, that, that may we be a bit intentional about communicating something along the lines of thinking about you or can't wait to see you or looking forward to having a conversation or whatever it is. I, I think those three words, of, as we have said in another podcast, the three words of I miss you are, are uh, life-giving uh, to the other. Uh, because it, it communicates what, again, it communicates the sense of being remembered and thought about, which is our core need from birth, is the longing and the, the necessity of being remembered. That's why we cry when we are born. That's why we make noises is because the, it's our primal tendency and way of being in the world uh, that, that reminds the other of, hey, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. And and I think that can feel very childlike to actually acknowledge that mm-hmm. the longing to be remembered, uh, the longing to be thought about. Uh, so, um, w- regardless of our activity or our whatever we might be doing, I think just which is what we've implemented is we've we've tried to be a bit more intentional about just a, a text or two during the day, mm-hmm. if we can. There's not always just, what, what do we call that? Wi-Fi or <laughs> data or whatever that is. Right. Uh, internet. Yeah. There's not. That's not always a possibility. I get that. But the idea of of just being remembered and remembering mm-hmm. is essential. I think to the way in which we return well. Mm-hmm. And again, when you said childlike, I think it sometimes sounds so simple. It sounds like, well, I don't need to say that. They know that already. Right. You know. But it is. It does feel really good to get an "I miss you," um, thinking about you, whatever. Just something simple. So. Yeah, I think it could be more powerful than we think. Mm-hmm. What, let, let's play that out a little bit. What happens for you in those three words? When I hear them or mm-hmm. when I don't hear them? When I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, both. <laughs> I, I think it's just a, um, this is a stabilizer, I think, with whatever's going on because, again. It, it, we, it buoys us, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's like, again, there's layers of whatever it is huh. that's going on. And I think those simple um, connective words can be really powerful. And I think in couples that feel more connected, I think that's something that they naturally do. They have as part of their strategy, you know, to stay connected. And I think couples that feel more, um, you know, autonomous, they're not feel quite connected. I think that those simple reminders and those simple language is missing. Mm -hmm. And, can can be a simple fix, really, you know, just to begin to put language to, yeah, I miss you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Um, simple phrases that, mm-hmm. that can create connection even apart. Well, how about if you don't hear those words? What happens? I think it's easier to make up stories in our head, mm-hmm. you know, about, oh, you know, he's probably not thinking about me or he's having more fun. Without me. Without me. Um, he's not excited to return. I better not tell him anything negative about what's happening at home because, mm. you know, I mean, you can go on and on about, so it just leaves more room for wondering if I'm really worth it and we can get into shame and, 
and all that, just depending on our stories, right. I think. Yeah, it makes, I think it gives, like you just said, more opportunity or room for interpretation. Like we can, right. we can create a story that might not be the true story. Uh, and, and I think why we're highlighting this again is because it was probably three years ago where you were gone for a couple of days and I didn't, maybe it was more than a few, maybe more than three years, but you were gone for a few days. Uh, I didn't hear from you. Uh, you were really enjoying being with your friends and, and it was, I think a pivotal moment. And what we're actually talking about right now is that, uh, I, I created my own story, uh, which is what you just said. We, we create our own story of, yeah, I'm Lisa would rather, or, or and fill in the blank, She'd rather be with her friends, not be at home. Uh, she's enjoying her, her time with them, but doesn't enjoy her time with me or us. And, and that's not, I know that cognitively isn't true. But it can feel true if we're not reminded that we are chosen and wanted and remembered. Mm -hmm. And it's not this, uh, I, ho I hope all of, uh, those of you listening, you're not hearing it as this incessant reassurance, but it, it, it's a, a, a drop, if you will. It's, it's just a, a, a moment of reassurance. That's all it is. That's all we crave. Mm -hmm. That's all we need. Uh, but when I didn't hear from you and we had an ongoing conversation ab about that, I think really shifted the way that you, uh, remember when you're away and when mm -hmm. you're gone. And it reminded me, uh, which unfortunately I think this happens sometimes in our, in marriage is when we are on the end of the pain or the hurt, it can remind us of what might be missing for the other if we're in opposite places. And so I think that was a pivotal moment for us also is that I realized, Oh, the power, the power of being remembered. Mm -hmm. And so when I go away, I, I also try to remember. And again, sometimes for whatever reason, we can't and don't. But but in those moments when we have the opportunity to remember and communicate it, I think it can be life-giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we weren't even aware, and I think that's part of it. We're not even aware the story that we're telling ourselves. We're not even aware the impact of the story. Right. Because it's it's our shame stories can be really in our heads. And we say them without even thinking, without even knowing that they're going on. And so the more practice I think we can have at, wait, what am I thinking right now? Why, you know, why am I feeling agitated? Why am I feeling irritated? Why am I feeling bitter? Why am I feeling resentment? Maybe those things start to happen to your body and to be curious with yourself and go, hey, what is, what is the story I'm saying to myself right now? Because sometimes I don't think we know. And getting more practice with that makes it more clear and then able to better communicate it and then realize, oh, that's happening for the other as well. Like we all do it. It's part of, it's part of being human. Mm -hmm. So as we come to an end in this conversation, the, the two things that we want to highlight, one is uh, would you be a bit intentional with your spouse, with your partner uh, around uh, wondering and being curious uh, around those three words of, of I miss you, meaning to, to ask and to wonder What's it like for you when I communicate those words to you? Uh, what need is met for you when I remind you that I'm thinking about you? Uh, and the second part is may we, each of us, be a bit more intentional about the, I think, the communication, uh, the clarity of what is it that we're hoping for and needing uh, in the midst of the return. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>